More than two-thirds of Americans have been impacted by addiction, either personally or through a family member. According to a new survey by KFF, more people are reporting addiction to prescription drugs like opioids and legal drugs like heroin than in past years. But the report finds the most widespread problem by far is addiction to alcohol. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Receiving a COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy can benefit pregnant people and their newborns, according to a new paper in the medical journal Vaccine. Researchers found that vaccinated pregnant people generated antibodies against different coronavirus strains, and those antibodies crossed into the placenta, likely offering some protection to newborns who aren't yet eligible for the shots. The American Academy of Family Physicians is reporting a drop-off in the number of medical residents applying to programs in states that have banned abortion. In 2023, the number of senior medical students applying to family medicine programs declined by 7.4% in states with abortion bans, compared with 3.6% in states where abortion remains legal. Overall, residency applications in 2023 decreased by 3%. And the Biden administration is defending its authority to lower drug prices under the Inflation Reduction Act as the law faces legal challenges on its one-year anniversary. Politico's FDA reporter Lauren Gardner is here to explain. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I know you are tracking all of these lawsuits from the pharmaceutical industry and conservative groups that are trying to derail the drug price negotiation process. So there's a lot going on. What's the latest? So the Department of Health and Human Services and the Justice Department, they filed their first motion to dismiss in any of these cases late last week. And this one in particular is the Chamber of Commerce case. It's been filed in the Sixth Circuit located in Ohio. It's the U.S. Chamber and then the Ohio and Michigan Chambers and the Dayton Area Chamber of Commerce as well. They have brought this lawsuit to challenge the federal government's ability to, as you said, negotiate drug prices through Medicare. And this is kind of the first time we're seeing the federal government really outline their arguments for why they think the law, A, is constitutional and B, shouldn't be challenged at this juncture. So what is the Biden administration saying as they try to knock down this one of several lawsuits? Yeah, so there's a few arguments going on here in the filings. And also to be clear, there was a motion to dismiss the lawsuit outright. And then there was also a motion to oppose a separate legal avenue that the chambers are trying to take where they're trying to get a court to rule that the drug negotiation program can't move forward while all of these different lawsuits are circulating through the courts. And if I didn't mention before, there are five other lawsuits at play here. So there's a lot of stuff going on in courts throughout the country. So first off, The government's arguing that these groups don't have standing for several reasons to bring these arguments. And then they're saying, besides the question of whether or not they're standing, it's way too early to be doing this. Anyone here who is a party to the lawsuit would suffer any kind of what they're calling financial injury. It wouldn't be until 2026, which is when the new prices for these drugs would take effect. So they're essentially saying we haven't even released the names of the drugs yet that are going to be subject to the first round of negotiations. It is way too soon to start this process. And none of these parties have any kind of imminent threat to their bottom lines here. It's years off. Yeah. And so what are they saying are the reasons the Chamber of Commerce isn't the right group to bring this challenge, doesn't have standing to sue? There's a couple of lines here in the government's argument. First off, they're saying that the chambers are only speculating as to which manufacturers are going to be harmed 
by this program. And given that they're a membership association, they have to prove that at least one member actually would be suffering some sort of injury. And in the Chamber's lawsuit, they mention Abby, which is a major pharmaceutical company. And first off, HHS is saying, you don't know that Abby is going to be subject to this program, even though they sell one of the highest grossing prescription drugs that's on the market right now, Imbruvica. That was the drug that was mentioned in the Chamber's lawsuit. But HHS came back and said, actually, companies that are going to be subject to negotiations are those manufacturers who actually hold the drug approval from FDA. And in the example of Imbruvica, it's not actually AbbVie. It's a subsidiary that AbbVie owns. So they kind of just made the point that this example isn't actually how this would play out. So as you point out, people are already not going to see lower drug prices from this process until 2026 at the earliest. Could these lawsuits delay that even further? There is the potential here. Like I mentioned earlier, the chambers are trying to convince the court to pause implementation of the drug negotiation program until all of these lawsuits work out. Whether that is going to move forward obviously remains to be seen. The chambers have asked the court to make a decision on that before October 1st, because that's the date by which any manufacturers who are notified that one of their drugs are subject to negotiation, they would have to sign an agreement with the government by that date to agree to enter into the process. So we should know within the coming weeks whether or not there will be any sort of stay on the Biden administration's ability to carry this out. But this is the only lawsuit where that's even been a legal play. This isn't something that any of the other plaintiffs have tried to do. So we'll see if the chambers are successful. This case is happening in Ohio. The different other ones are sprinkled throughout the country. Is this an intentional play to get conflicting circuit rulings that the Supreme Court would have to sort out? This is something that HHS nods to in their motion. It's actually another part of the standing argument. They kind of argue later in the filing, you don't have standing here because the prospect of having multiple conflicting rulings in all of these different lawsuits is pretty high. So if, say, the chamber's not successful, but one of the drug makers' lawsuits is, and then, you know, maybe another lawsuit in another circuit is successful, you could potentially have multiple rulings that a company would have to decide, well, which one do I comply with? Which one is more favorable to me? And then also the question of if it's one of the association lawsuits, who exactly gets to benefit from the ruling here? So they've made the acknowledgement that this is a, a very legally complicated process. And because of all these different suits that are going on, there's just no standing. Well, thank you for helping us sort through this and track it going forward. Great to talk about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Soldier. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.